welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet comedian and writer Samantha Irby, author and activist Glennon Doyle, and podcast host Mike McGarg. Go behind the mic with these dynamic, charismatic authors and hear what it was like for them to record their audiobooks. You may also learn a thing or two about mispronouncing words in a sweaty recording booth, listening to audiobooks in the shower, and more. Enjoy. Hi, this is Glennon Doyle, the author of the new book, Untamed. Untamed is about really how it took me 44 years to decide once and for all to stop pleasing other people so that I could start living my own life. And I wrote it because, well, because it was a process to decide to abandon the world's expectations of me instead of abandoning myself. And the way I make it through these changes in my life is I write, and then I share what I've learned. I was inspired to write this book by, I think, my daughter, Tish. It took seeing a little girl who has never really become tamed by societal and cultural expectations of her. She's just, she's wild in the way that she feels all of her feelings and she expresses herself exactly as she is and she's daring and she's imaginative. You know, Untamed is kind of like getting back. I'm just trying to get back to that little girl I was before the world. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be emotional. It's been emotional to read this book from the first word to the last. It was such a journey to live it, another journey to write it. And you know how I feel right now is I feel really damn proud. I feel like I've said everything in this book that I've been wanting to say for decades. Yeah, I'm proud. I get proud of my audiobooks because I was raised by parents who read to me every single night. Reading out loud is a family art to us. And then I became a elementary school teacher. And so reading to my students was one of my favorite parts of the day. And then I became a mom who read to her children every night. So reading out loud, reading stories, it's a native tongue for me. So yeah, I'm just proud of being able to express myself through storytelling. If there was a word or phrase that you realized you didn't know how to pronounce, yeah, I didn't know that deluge was deluge. I didn't know that deluge was deluge. Okay, clearly I still don't know how to say that word. It's either deluge or deluge or deluge. Okay, so... It's one of those three. Clearly, I still don't know. Also, I think I've been saying heretic my whole life. Heretic. I think I learned during this taping that it's heretic. So that's good news before I go on the road and say that word from stages. Also, for some reason, I had a really hard, sweaty time trying to say femininity. (laughs) 
I felt like Nemo from, you know, when he's like, like that's femininity is how I said that several times. You think you know words, but then there's a microphone in front of you and you're in a small sweaty box that is a studio and you forget how to say words. If I hadn't narrated this book, who would my dream narrator be? It would have to be my sister because we're exactly the same person. So it would sound the same. I remember one of my kids said, if somebody played you in a movie mom, it would have to be Aunt Mandy because she's even more you than you are. And I don't even know what that means. I don't know how someone else can be more you than you are, but she is. She's like me, but just even a little more dramatic. My sister, for sure. Nobody else could do it. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the car. I love listening to audiobooks in the car. First of all, I love hearing the narrators. The authors narrate their own stories. Also, I just love a reason to silence my children in the car and stop just for a hot second listening to Taylor Swift. Although I do love Taylor Swift, but I do love a good audiobook interruption of the constant Taylor Swift as well. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. Tabitha bolted out, laser focused on the bunny, a spotted blur. She crossed the finish line within seconds. The zookeeper whistled and threw her a stake. Tabitha pinned it to the ground with her oven mitt paws, hunkered down in the dirt, and chewed while the crowd clapped. I didn't clap. I felt queasy. The taming of Tabitha felt familiar. I watched Tabitha gnawing that stake in the zoo dirt and thought, day after day, this wild animal chases dirty pink bunnies down the well-worn, narrow path they cleared for her. Never looking left or right, never catching that damn bunny, settling instead for a store-bought steak and the distracted approval of sweaty strangers. Obeying the zookeeper's every command, just like Minnie, the lab she's been trained to believe she is. Unaware that if she remembered her wildness just for a moment, she could tear those zookeepers to shreds. Hi, this is Mike McCarg, author of You're a Miracle and a Pain in the Ass. I wrote my book because I think so often people are afraid of their own feelings. And I know that because I am. I've been growing and changing and trying to learn how to be comfortable with sadness and anger. And my inability to do so was impacting my ability to have intimate friendships, an intimate marriage, and even to function in daily life. And so it was important to me to share some of the embarrassing or even shameful parts of my life that, oh gosh, that prevented me from being able to take this journey. And I'm hoping that by sharing things that people don't often share, other people will feel more comfortable to begin a growth journey towards understanding their own feelings. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be humbling. 
It's funny because I'm so comfortable speaking and writing that it seems to me that recording an audiobook should come completely naturally. But based on my cognitive limitations, my learning disability, and the fact that I usually speak in spurts and not for hours at a time, I find that taxing all my gifts at once is actually uniquely difficult. So as you listen, please know that every word spoken was a true labor of love. As I recorded this book, I realized something I already knew. I have real trouble pronouncing words. I can't speak on behalf of the directors and producers, but I have to imagine I'm well above the average mark for how often we have to stop, refocus, and find the correct pronunciation of a term. You know, as I recorded this book, I'm proud that I was able to be moved by the words again. This book is a very raw and real offering from my heart. And at times it was actually difficult to read portions, especially about grief, loss, and dramatic change. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Hillary McBride. I mean, the book's already about her guidance and movement through my life, and she does such a good job of inviting people into intimacy with their own feelings using her voice. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I was 16 years old and tired of pain, rejection, and fear. My heart ached so much and so constantly that I didn't want to have a heart anymore. So here I was, sitting in my parents' bedroom with my father's hunting gun in my mouth. I took a deep, smoky, metallic breath and pushed the trigger with my toe. Hi, this is Samantha Irby, author of Wow, No Thank You. I wrote my book because... I needed to get more money. Uh, I quit my job and decided that writing more books was going to be a thing I was doing. And then, like, we had to get a new washer, and our house is falling apart. The dishwasher died. I had to get blinds. All this stuff basically started falling apart in our house. And I was like, you know what I need to do? Write another book. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be excruciating. Nothing is worse to me than listening to my own voice or watching people as they listen to my own voice. Also, I have like a speech impediment, which only becomes apparent when I'm trapped in a padded closet reading my own words to myself. And like you can hear all your spit noises and throat noises and your stomach gurgles. And there are two people who like know you, but it's not like they love you and forgive all your disgusting noises sitting and listening to it. And it is absolutely excruciating. Listen, I would have an actor record this if I could also still get paid somehow, but I can't, so I have to do it. I realized I had trouble pronouncing the word menarche 
because I'm a moron who puts words I actually don't know how to say into my books because I've only read them and I know what they mean. I was saying menarche like an asshole. And then Kim, the director, had to interrupt and be like, it's monarchy. And I was like, mm, are you sure? And then she had to look it up and have a computer pronounce it for me so I would believe her. And like I said, doing this is excruciating. I'm excited that listeners will get to hear me read my entire book with a low-grade head cold as I am zooted on Sudafed. My eyes are running out of my face. I kept having to drink throat coat. I'm hoping that those of you with sharp ears can hear all of the phlegm and the post-nasal drip. I hope it sounds like I'm eating an uncooked hot dog in your ears because of how sick I am. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast... Hmm. I'm trying to think of who has, like, a really beautiful voice, but is also a good reader and is also funny. Let's see. I would cast Mahershala Ali because he is devastatingly handsome, and I would like to picture him saying all my sex words and diarrhea words. I just want to see them come out of a beautiful face. Because usually when someone's talking about, like, pooping, they, like, look like me. You, like, look at them and you're like, oh, you actually look like a turd. No wonder this is what you write about. But if Mahershala was reading it, you'd be like, oh, my God. Let's talk about diarrhea some more. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Trick Mirror by Gia Tolentino. I had read an early copy of the book and I blurbed it. I'm like obsessed with her. I'm like obsessed with all of her writing. I've been a fan for years. I couldn't believe they sent me an early copy. But then when the audiobook came out, I got it and I listened to it. Her voice is like, cool and soothing. It's like listening to your cool friend like tell you a bunch of stuff about what's happening on the news, and it's great. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in the shower. First of all, I like to drown out the noise of my washing. No one ever talks about like how disgusting it is when you're trapped with your own body washing sounds. Like I don't want to hear what it sounds like to like be squashing a washcloth between my thighs. You know what I mean? I want to hear somebody read me a book about the failures of Uber or whatever. So, two birds, one stone, I bring my phone in to the bathroom. My phone obviously covered in poop germs. I bring my phone into the bathroom, cue up an audiobook, turn it up very loud, and then I can learn something and I don't have to listen to, like, my wet skin slapping against itself like raw chicken meat being flapped around in the shower. <laughs> okay. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. I took having my period very seriously, which for a 10-year-old 
meant never changing my pads at school or alluding to its existence in any way. I missed the sanitary pads with belts era, thank goodness, and Always had just come out with their revolutionary dry weave technology, the limits of which I tested. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.